from Oaxaca to LA, La Serranita was created by two sisters, Melina and Anaí Cruz Bautista, as a project to not only reflect and grow, but to also honor the communities that have raised them. Join these two sisters as they attempt to make sense of their upbringing on borrowed land. And again, as always, welcome to the space. What's up, y'all? Happy Saturday. Happy Earth Day. It is April 22nd, and Melly and I decided to just pop up in and say hello. Yes, we hope everyone's enjoying their lovely Saturday afternoon. It is Earth Day, like Annie mentioned, and I'm so excited to be here. So, in honor of Earth Month and Earth Day, today's conversation is going to be specifically around the land and the land that we occupy, of course, but also the land that we come from. As you all know, La Serranita is forever rooted in our Oaxacan background and our community. And so, kind of acknowledging that, but also um, it's perfect timing that today is Earth Day because Melina actually leaves. I never call you Melina. Oh my God. <laughs> Meli actually leaves to Oaxaca tonight. It's exciting. It's also nerve wracking. I haven't gone to Oaxaca in a little over six years. Yeah, so that's crazy. That, I leave the day after Earth Day. And even today, I didn't go out and touch grass like everyone should be doing. But because I was so occupied in making sure I had everything ready. But I just wanted to check in with y'all before leaving. How did you celebrate Earth Day? And on my end, I know like I haven't really gone out today because I have been packing and getting everything ready for my trip. But I am excited to really end Earth Month back in El Pueblo again after so many years. I. I know I'm ready to be home and just enjoy nature, surrounded by my loved ones. And luckily I am going with my favorite aunt. <laughs> and that is being documented here through La Serranita. Shout out to but, Tia Polita. Yes, Polita and I are traveling together once again. I feel like I'm tapping into my younger self again. And it's nice it's definitely a healing experience but i also get the chance to create and capture even more memories through my camera like photography and vida con mel have really helped me with my healing process so now i get to bring y'all along with it and just for context um our tia pola tia polita aka um used to be the one to take us to the pueblo when we were little and obviously where we could when we couldn't travel alone so that's what Meli means but like also that like nostalgia of like having to travel or traveling with my tia polita this time around again feels like we're little you know it, well i'm not going on this trip but it feels like you're a little kid again going yes. um and experiencing it with the same aunt we grew up experiencing the pueblo with right exactly oh and yeah it's been almost six years over six years yeah over yeah over six years and i personally also have not gone back to the pueblo and for like you know we have our our situations that went down where you know even a lot of us couldn't even travel because of the pandemic Melly and I are just getting our passports like we both I traveled to Iztapalapa so I went to Mexico not that long ago 
during spring break during spring break and that that was fun too just to recap i went with my mom and so that was nice because my mom and i hadn't traveled at least together alone like just me and her ever and it's also been a really long time since we've traveled in general so that was an experience we almost missed our flight but thank god we didn't (laughs) um but i literally got my passport the day of my flight and Melly got her passport the day before or two days before because her flight is on a sunday and like yeah it (laughs) procrastinators at our finest for sure we are notorious for leaving some things last minute some important things um yes i don't recommend everyone get on it if you need your passport get on it now start that process (laughs) now yeah um our family was stressing out for us and yeah but luckily we got our passports we're traveling (laughs) yeah shout out to that team that they get the passports out they're fast they're quick with it and i know they're annoyed because of procrastinators like us but anyways um yeah melly's going for the first time in a really long time and i am low-key jealous because i wish i i could go but like i said i had just traveled and work is gonna be fed up like girl you're leaving every other week and i'm like yeah what about it let me go but you know this is her own experience her own trip and i'm excited for when the moment comes where i'm able to go back um but for now i just can't wait to see melly's pictures and like she said she's gonna be documenting you know her being back in the pueblo back in yeah that land like and again going back to this episode it's really it's rooted in to giving gratitude to where we come from and it doesn't always look like one single place you know we're all individuals that live different experiences and different places hold memories so i know yalina and la sierra juarez oaxaca alone like the city they all hold different memories for all of us and now bringing you all along through this journey but also hearing how you're all connected to your own lands or to the parts of this land that make you who you are is also really powerful. Definitely agree in terms of the memories certain places hold and having that connection that I guess only you understand and yeah, you can look back to and feel a certain emotion, hopefully typically joy and happiness um, within that nostalgia. Again, going back to the fact that the land carries a lot and it does a lot for us so i guess now just in the conversation of earth day what's one thing Melly, that you're grateful for in regards to our land mother nature earth what yeah what sustains us is there something particularly that you're grateful for it all has connection <laughs> so for those who are aware Annie did share that she went to Iztapalapa a few weeks ago and you guys brought me back the little heart with the tree Mm. so trees are always something I've really observed but also admired um, because every tree is different like we all have different patterns so it also reminds me of like us as humans how we're all yes they can look alike and 
from afar you're like oh well they're all just the same trees. Yeah. you know they're the same but once you look at trees closely and you see the branches the textures even the different ages when analyzing trees there's so much that goes into it so that heart y'all didn't even know those connections like and you gifted me a little heart with the tree inside <laughs> and now it's it's in my dashboard i carry it with me and it is so symbolic because at a point in my late teens i felt like family ties because you go through your family history your family tree your family tree yes that there's so much um power when you really place it and you see like the how the age and like the the connections like stem down but also like the knowledge and how the we're roots. all rooted yeah <laughs> very true um and it's it's crazy to think about that connection years later because even while i was working with the education system one of my first trainings was also sketching down how i see myself and my communities and it was always like in in different roots how we would all like interconnect and yes inter intertwine and at a point after i shared that um drawing of that that sketch of that tree i even placed the tree and i was like oh i'd like to have this like tattooed on my calf one day i remember you mentioned that yeah and i was so in love with the idea of tattooing a whole tree branch on me so again this earth is powerful like if we all really analyze how like life works and we, how we trip out <laughs> yeah no you bring up really really good point very deep very <laughs> analytical wow melly um but you bring up a really good point about trees kind of symbolizing humans and i think every little piece of our earth is a reflection of a certain piece of our life like you can always tie it back or see different patterns mm-hmm. within mother nature that that trip you out you know and i think that's why earth is such a beautiful phenomenon like just to even look at because it's really this thing that carries us and we don't really or at least a lot of people don't stop to think how yeah and think yeah think and think (laughs) about how it's able to carry us and why it, it carries us you know and how that works because that's important um but wow that was very deep maybe maybe next earth day melly will be getting her tree tatted on her very true and that'll be her celebration (laughs) let me pin that i that thought will come back in a year from now (laughs) we'll check in a year from now but adi what are you grateful for what is something that stands out and that you share yeah gratitude towards yeah yeah um i I feel like I'm always very in tune with, like, our earth. And I love just being out and getting some sun in. Just even on rain, like, gloomy days. I like being out, like... And I always just stop and pause. If you don't know me, like, well, you should know. I love going out for walks. I work from home a lot. And one of the the main things that keeps me sane is going out for walks. Um, because it also allows me to just tune back into mother nature and our outside because sometimes you get so plugged into everything and all your devices at home 
that sometimes you just have to go outside and like get some sun get some fresh air you know i sound like probably an old lady that's like <laughs> step away from your devices but it's true like yeah, we need it <laughs> yeah our earth feeds us so much our sun feeds us so much energy and i like stop during my walks to just like you know thank the sun for feeding me you're sunbathing yeah me and oreo that's our thing um <laughs> this is oreo's response to he's grateful for the sun um but i'm actually list two things i guess yes one i'm grateful for the sun and like you know my walks and like just checking in with our earth through my walks because honestly through that through being outside and just like taking a stroll i'm able to like check in with myself and i feel really deeply connected to our environment because it allows me to even even go through that process of checking in right um but two i would have to say just also it's um a 422 so uh two days ago it was 420 yes and i think through that we we started a conversation right as earth day approaches about earth's role in the cannabis industry and yeah like this plant again not just weed but like this plant or this thing that is medicine for a lot of people it does a lot of internal healing yeah internal and like yeah just um obviously just (laughs) being young kids like or at least us being young kids from the hood like you know sometimes it's just something to try out but at the same time now as we're older like and as the cannabis industry has developed yep um it's now used medically you know and for like Melly said for a lot of internal healing and i would say definitely i'm grateful for just the different powers that this earth holds because to be able to grow such a strong plant you know such strong medicine and be able to provide us that through through its roots again going back to that and also like on the topic of our our planet growing different substances (laughs) um shrooms and like psychedelics and the the natural process of that um and i think it always goes back to like herbal medicine and um that i think that counts you know weed as a plant shrooms as a plant but like both used as i i don't don't like saying the word drug but you know a psychedelic something that brings you to a different state of mind state of mind yeah um and again going back to it also being medicine and in oaxaca there's a lot of like mushrooms that grow and like a history of psychedelics and specific shroom growing so just acknowledging that like the ancestral connections that we have to the earth and to the powers that it holds well, because right. to be able to grow that like a scientist had to study so much to understand how that process even goes and again like i said the cannabis industry is still developing um psychedelics continue to develop and the studies of that so we have so much to learn and so much to see in terms of the expansion of that and so many people indigenous people more than anything to thank for because oftentimes they don't get the credit or that that recognition that's even needed because they don't have these institutional titles like these 
the recognition in academia. Yeah. And it doesn't validate their yeah. knowledge. But they, they're so wise and... And they really know how this works. Mm-hmm. Like, again, going back to the psychedelic history in Oaxaca, like, there's a lot of shroom growers who... We don't know how that process looks like they do. And that's a power they hold yes. in connection to their connection with earth. Like, yes. I would never understand that because I don't know what it's like to grow mushrooms to that sense. And to be able to connect with earth in that way is... It's a power that no one really takes from you because that's knowledge and that's ancestral knowledge. It's embedded, yes, you're right. I love that. So yeah, that would that would be... And yeah, you bring up a really good point, like acknowledging like indigenous folks behind the development of these psychedelics, shrooms, and even um, cannabis. And also, I think we were having this conversation, you and me, as we approach 420. And we always have this conversation about black and brown folks mm-hmm. being incarcerated and punished for cannabis use and then now we see the development of so many dispensaries that are gentrifying neighborhoods white owned and their cannabis use isn't a problem their cannabis use isn't controversial it's well they have the liberty to do so and they have their life together but if you see someone who's struggling from the hood who smokes weed automatically they're a pothead or like marijuana bueno para nada you know like and through cannabis we see the racial injustices of america yeah the society even to this day years later after so much also how much harm went into a lot of our communities Mm -hmm. and now more than anything white folks and again folks with higher up titles just get to come into our neighborhoods they like the, the the space they have money for the down payment and they just Pop open yep. a dispensary or a, a shop. grand opening, and there you go. Yeah. So how are we going to, yeah, like move forward without acknowledging the harm that was caused in these communities? And to this day, people are still paying, yeah, like life sentences for mm-hmm. for marijuana charges. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny on this conversation in high school, I actually went ahead and went to Sacramento to advocate for a yeah. bill that eliminated the marijuana charges from formerly convicted felons. And it was, yeah, it was a long time ago, but it allowed me to see the start of these conversations in terms of how will we go about cannabis use? Is it legal? Is it illegal? And at the time it wasn't legal here in California. I believe I was 16 when I went to SAC for this. And then now I'm 22. And again, these conversations are still being brought up. I do think we've made a lot of progress within the cannabis industry and its legalization, of course. But now, I I think you were going to this, Meli. How do we consume ethically? And going back to shopping from white dispensaries and white businesses and what are their prices? Are they accessible to the community while taking up space in the community? And sometimes they're not. So I think this is your reminder to do your research before consuming um, your cannabis of choice. <laughs> but on that note, I do want to shout out Gorilla RX Wellness. Yes! The main ones in the game, the ones we should be highlighting. Black women taking up space in, in this industry is amazing to see it's beautiful these women are so creative 
they know how to run a dispensary and they know how to make it about community like yeah. who they who they love and they they're going to get for. high mm-hmm. with you they're going to give make sure you have a good trip you're in a safe space you really do feel like you're catered like your experience is catered to you Very because true. it's more of a personal consumption yeah shout out to gorilla rx i love y'all yeah huge shout out to them and again i think now on the conversation of ethical consumption which i know sometimes it's like well nothing's really ethical and of course not under the system but we can't always do our part to show up for black and brown communities whenever possible like i will always prefer my dime to go to our people than to a white person and that's just because i see the blood sweat and tears that go into these businesses um now i'm thinking like shout out to mala muñoz again she has a marihuanera podcast out and it again it explores this whole conversation but i just in the topic of just being thankful for earth i think just sitting in the amazement that earth had so much power to grow such plants um so that just ended up being a little segue but again on on the topic of ethical consumption and on the on the topic of just enjoying things and trying to enjoy things as a person of color under a white system coachella Ooh, a good a good twist (laughs) so it's festival season we love festival season y'all go ahead have your fun i personally do not love festival seasons but because i am a very anxious person so i cannot even think of myself being in a big space yeah melly (laughs) melly has anxiety and like she will feel overwhelmed real quick i like (laughs) i honestly like i think i've shared i'm not a concert person in general so i'm not a festival person like that either but if I go with the right group, if I, you know, if mm-hmm. I get a good vibe, I'm having the time of my life, you know. Um, and huge respect to the people who go ahead and organize their time during festival season because that is multitasking at its finest. It is preparing and organizing. And that's just a lot of work that I personally do not do. <laughs> so during festival season, you can catch me at home. Um, seeing your videos and living vicariously through you. (laughs) But yeah, have your fun. But talking about festival season, we wanted to bring up Coachella because this is weekend two of Coachella. It's not just one full weekend. There's two. Yeah. And so we hope you're having fun. We heard the Frank Ocean drama. Um, Honestly... Yeah, I, I won't even put in my, my two cents because I love Frank Ocean and I would say I'm sorry for y'all because what y'all experienced, yeah, was not. Yeah, no, if I paid over, I, well, I don't know how much those Coachella tickets are. I know they're pricey. Like, if I paid a good dime for this man and this man just flakes, I'm gonna be a little pissed. But, but also... There's a lot that goes into a healing process and sadly money does get in the way of, or contracts get in the way of everything. So Frank Ocean, I love you. I am sorry for all the backlash, but you got this. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, like I was going to say, 
But then again, I didn't go, so it's not my business. So <laughs> y'all deal with that. We were sorry to hear that you couldn't see Frank Ocean perform. Maybe in a different lifetime. <laughs> but yeah, talking about Coachella, um, I had a friend who recently, um, and shout out to Lola, she recently went to Coachella and I love that she did this because during her time in Coachella, she was also plugging um, local nonprofits in the area that people could donate to. And I think Coachella, in terms of an area, gets a lot of traction during Coachella season, of course. Um, but it's important to acknowledge that it is a place where people live, where people work, where there are people there who live and work to sustain the land that is Indio, California. And so not not neglecting that and not acting like that's not a thing. Um, when you go out to festivals, and again, this is like a message for all of us, um, because I think that's why I am careful with what festivals I go to or how, how I go about them, regardless of what festival I'm going to, I'm careful about how I enjoy it and how I spend my time and my money because I want to know that the people in the area are also not being displaced for my own enjoyment. Um, and if so, what can I do to also level out the harm? Because whether you participate or not, that's not what this is about. This like festival culture will keep going. Um, so go ahead and participate and have your fun but also know where your money goes and how you can level out the harm. Um, so Lola basically was plugging these nonprofits for folks to donate. And I loved how she phrased it, like if you're gonna spend money on a drink, a cocktail, a bottle of water, something, you can spend a couple of dollars donating to the organizations that help sustain the land we're enjoying at the moment. Cause again, you're going for your own enjoyment and you're taking up this space, which like I said, great, have fun. But what happens when the festival ends? Mm -hmm. Are those people in the community that don't just leave after festival season is over? Are they taken care of? Are they properly looked out for in terms of, um, yeah, like resources and money um so do your best to support the businesses out there the organizations out there out there putting in the work um and i just love that she brought that up because it just reminded me of like again how we go about using this land that we're on and i think it was especially fitting as a message for earth day and earth month so yeah i just wanted to bring that up shout out to lola i love this yeah yeah and she's she's a faithful listener so we love her um and that's just something to think about for future festivals just because again like t going back to our earth and taking care of her um we need to take care of the people on our earth and who who sustain this world that we live in and that we enjoy right and it's very true like yes you might be enjoying the performances now but in a few days, when everyone in Coachella like vanishes because they go back home, who also stays back and picks up the trash? Because yeah. it's not just where the festival's at. Like, 
so many people Airbnb you know they, yeah. they just take up a lot of the spaces in their communities and then from one day to another there's just extra filth that stays behind because people aren't always aware of how they're treating the land while they're having fun mm-hmm. yeah like yeah and again that goes back to if you're drunk whatever please still be a responsible drunk person clean up after yourself yep. pick up your trash and put it in the trash can like please or put it in your backpack put it in your pocket mm-hmm. i don't care but don't throw it on the floor love you thank you so much in advance <laughs> just like annie mentioned it doesn't always have to tie back to just a festival even when we travel, there's a lot that goes into where we're going, how we're how we're entering the spaces, and how we're connecting with the community, if we're even connecting, because a lot of us just come come into a space with what we have envisioned already or expecting from these trips, but we don't really tie back and do the work on why we're there and who what like what spaces we're taking up like so where we're at yeah yes. yeah no and that's a really good point actually i was just talking about this with my friends too um gemini season is soon approaching us ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and so for june for my birthday my girls and i are going to be out in costa rica and we're planning this trip right super excited but as we began planning i was very transparent with my friends about the way i travel I don't travel often because I was younger and I just didn't have that option, but best believe that's about to change. (laughs) But when it comes to traveling, I do ask myself, like, how do I want to be an ethical traveler? (laughs) Um, um, And how do I want to be respectful of the land I'm taking space from, you know? So, because that's something to acknowledge, whether it makes you uncomfortable or not. Like, if you are not rooted in that area, you know, you're taking up space and you're foreign and that's okay but as long as you're coming into it with respect and that intention to connect with where you're at with the people who live there and the community present then you know you're doing it right but if you're just going in there for your own self-enjoyment fun yeah but always take into consideration if you're doing that community a disservice because then you're just causing harm and i personally wouldn't like harm to be caused within my community and within with myself as a member of the community so always just being like aware of that so i've been sitting with that now that i'm traveling to areas that aren't oaxaca just taking that into consideration so for costa rica we were planning and i told them and luckily i have the greatest friends because i was like I hope y'all don't mind, but one of the days in the itinerary is going to be a volunteer day. Everywhere I go, like, that isn't... Well, even in, in when I go to the Pueblo, like, we have to put in our service and our hours and, like, do something. Because then we're just there and, like, not, you know, not providing or giving anything back. And that's messed up. So I told them, like, for Costa Rica, I want to know the... Like, I want to get to know the community there. And possibly find a place to volunteer at, give back essentially to the community present in where we're staying. And my homegirls were all super down with it. And I told them, like, I'm so glad, you know, you didn't find like you don't find volunteering during a vacation boring or like, you know, yeah, because maybe some people do, but just something to consider when you're planning your next trip. Try to give back, try to 
make use of your time to still provide a service because they're providing you with many services while you're traveling there. You know, if you're staying at a resort, at an Airbnb, wherever, like that's a service, whether, you know, you're going to be traveling and going to restaurants and clubs or wherever you want to like explore within that city that you're visiting, know that services are being provided to you so you should try and give something back um but yeah that's also on the conversation of like just ethical traveling and And consumption yeah just just moving in a respectful manner to the earth and to the people that are present there in the space that you're taking up so yeah i'm really glad we were able to have this conversation metal on earth day look at that like the timing of things right as meli is heading out to the motherland how are you feeling because literally we're not kidding right after this she's leaving i am oh i am booking it out of here and i am headed to oaxaca mexico ladies and gentlemen in less than 24 hours i will be sipping on my cafecito while i hear the bells and i say buenas noches to my family oh i'm so jealous you see that's the thing i'm so excited because i know annie can go with me and at first i was so heartbroken yeah. But I also know that, like, grandma's calling me. I haven't been back yeah. since our grandma's passing. And at a point, I was very, very heartbroken with the idea of never returning back because my elder wasn't home. But she did leave us with a huge legacy. And just luckily, she left us with her, her touch on her culture so yeah it's like we carry a piece of her wherever we go of and course I just know but like needed. yeah we and we do carry a piece of her everywhere we go but it's also different going back to the place that she mm-hmm. loved and the her home yeah she liked coming to la obviously because her daughters were here and we were here but we all knew she was not a city girl mm-hmm. um, our grandma was a pueblo yeah. girl yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, I'm excited for you, Melly, and we've already told her, like, FaceTime us, just oh, yeah. bring back, you know, just stories. That's all I really care about. Um, I even, like, gifts and stuff, like, no, just bring back stories and pictures, because I just want to be able to look at that picture, like, if I was there. And soon, La Serranita will have an episode recording in on the our bar- balcony. Mm-hmm. I, I already see it. Stay tuned. We'll be recording <laughs> outside and you hear the birds chirping. The music playing. All of that. The chamacos yelling. <laughs> yup. Um, no, but it's it's been really beautiful to like even talk to Melly about preparing mentally for this trip. Um, so I'm excited. And yeah, more updates to come. Very we were true. just very happy and excited to be able to check in with you all one last time before we wrap up april and before Melly leaves for mm-hmm. two whole weeks it helped that my mom and annie did go to Iztapalapa prior because now they've traveled and now i get to have the the i guess the little butterflies of, of, traveling. of traveling but also like that that nausea where i'm like oh my gosh like <laughs> i'm really i'm a little this. nervous yeah <laughs> But it's happening, so thank you all for joining us. And yeah, we're wrapping up April. Happy 420. I know it already (laughs) passed, but please play Ojos Ferrari by Carol G. Play it and just blaze up for me. Have a good night. Oh, is this your um, sesh playlist? It's the start of it. Okay.
Melly is recommending her go-to sesh song. At the moment, yes. I will go ahead and recommend So High by Aleman. It's one of my favorite calming sesh songs because you just, you're just vibing. So yeah, Ojos Ferrari, if you're really trying to like get in that, yeah, in that litty, schmitty mood. But if you're just trying to vibe out with yourself in a blunt, go ahead and hit play on So High. Well, two different personalities yeah. just, just popped out. <laughs> in the rotation. Yeah. <laughs> yep, where... But I guess we're starting our sesh playlist. You can always access all that fun music stuff on our YouTube now and on our Spotify. We'll be linking that very, very soon um, because Melly and I have actually been in the works with some specialized and customized La Serranita playlist for you all. So stay tuned. But now on the topic of music, Melly, go ahead and do us the honor of letting us know what this episode's closeout song is because Melly put me onto this song. I think it's perfectly fitting with this episode's theme in honor of our land, nuestra tierra. Melly, let us know. Yes, so our outro song is actually Pedacito de Tierra by Nampa Basico and Lefty. So Pedacito de Tierra is actually such a great song. I was able to get hooked on it basically in the fall. So I've been listening to it so, like on a daily basis. Yeah, it's been her go-to song. And it's, you'll see why. It's a very beautiful song. Um, I already know when Meli heard this. Because when I heard this, like I just instantly thought of the pueblo. I thought of my ancestors. I thought of that deep-rooted connection that we have. And the labor, like the hard, I guess, yeah, the labor and how much heart goes into what we do, how how we navigate this world, and it's all in dedication to where we come from. So it's definitely a love letter. And if you know me, you know I love love letters in the most artistic way possible. So shout-out to... Nampa Basico, yes. Y Lefty for this love letter to Watch Mercedes. the music video. Watch the music video on YouTube. I highly recommend it. With that, we leave you with our outro song. Pedacito de Tierra. Bye, Bye y'all. y'all.